Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into another episode of Train, Eat, Repeat. So glad you guys are listening this week, and I hope you're having a great week as well. Very special edition uh, episode this week, as I'm actually going to be introducing you to not just my significant other, but also my partner in crime, uh, Andrea Sage, um, who is a Pilates instructor and organic and not organic, I should say holistic health coach, uh, is going to be joining the Train, Eat, Repeat team. So what better way to get to know her than actually have her on the podcast with me? Andrea, welcome in to the podcast. Thank you, Tyler. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. So I want everybody to get to know sort of who you are and and what your background is and, and really how you got into fitness, Pilates, and the holistic health coaching. Sure. Um, okay. Where do I begin? So I've always been into fitness and uh, helping people. Uh, I wasn't always a personal trainer. Uh, I did a little bit here and there. And then um, I decided that I needed a career change. And so I went into personal training and did some one-on-one clients and fell in love with it. Uh, I enjoy the aspect of helping people, helping them feel better, um, helping challenge them, gaining more confidence, that type of thing. Uh, And then I branched off and I owned and operated my own personal training studio where we did group fitness and personal training. And we also did some challenges, that kind of thing. And then I um, closed that in 2018 and went into Lifetime and started to do some Pilates. And there I got my Pilates certification and started teaching one-on-one Pilates as well. The holistic coach uh, in nutrition is fairly new. It's something I've always had a passion and and drive for is I am a firm believer that what you put in your body heals yourself or hurts yourself. So I wanted to dive deeper into that and find out a little bit more uh, information on how I can help others do that as well as myself. And not only that, just makes you a more versatile coach. I mean, if you can train the movement pieces and then train on the nutrition pieces, which you and I both know is one of the best ways to help people. You used a word that I don't think is very well known or understood in the fitness community. And that's the word is Pilates. And for those of you out there, it's not pie and lattes. Okay. (laughs) So we're not having pie and, (laughs) and Starbucks over here, but what exactly is Pilates and and who is it for? So Pilates, a lot of people think that Pilates is very similar to yoga in the sense that it does offer a mind body connection. That's the only commonality. Um, We do not hold poses for a long time. Um, There is heavy breathing and you do have to think about um, what muscle you're using for that specific exercise. So Pilates is a series of exercises either done on the reformer or on the mat and there's a couple of other equipment pieces that we do use as well. But it strengthens and tones and stretches your specifically your core from your shoulder to your hip but your whole body as well. Excellent. And and who's who's Pilates for? I think a lot of times um, you think Pilates or yoga, you think women, but everybody could really benefit from this, right? Absolutely. I have a diverse clientele that ranges from uh, teenagers to um, to men, women, athletes, um, people that are 
coming back from an injury, so a lot of rehabilitation. So it's really a beneficial way of exercising so that way you can continue to do strength training or continue to do running or continue to do whatever your exercise modality is. Pilates is a great partnership to help you do that because we really teach you how to embrace your core and how to understand how to lift heavier when your core is embraced to protect your back and other um, avenues. And what kind of results have like your clients seen? So you talked about how it's helped people lift heavier weights, mm-hmm. but I would imagine too, this also helps people that maybe don't move as well as they used to. Sure. I get a lot of people that are really, uh, have tight lower backs and um, tight hips, tight hamstrings, a lot of inflexibility. Um, so it might be people that haven't moved in a while or that want to bend down and touch their toes or tie their shoes or put their socks on. So a lot of um, a lot of tight backs that I get. So it's a lot of different exercises that we use to really get into those hamstrings, those lower back muscles to really stretch and tone those muscles so you can use them properly to to do a squat or to bend down and tie your shoes or bend over and pick something up off the floor. And besides the benefits of just being able to move more efficiently and do something simple like tie your own shoes, mm-hmm. which we all think would be very easy, what is the the sort of notion of using Pilates to tone your core? That's an area that a lot of people, especially women, mm-hmm. um, want that tight toned core. What are the principles in Pilates that lead to a tighter toned core? Sure. So that's that's the number one thing that we usually get is Pilates will help you get a six pack. Um, yeah, it will help strengthen your core, um, but you have to worry about your nutrition as well. But we do have a lot of people that come and say they want to tighten up their their core, their, their abdominal section. Um, what we specifically teach our core exercise is the Pilates scoop, where you pull your belly button up and into your rib cage and close to your spine. And you hold that there through all our series of exercises, as well as keeping your rib cage closer together and doing deep breathing as well. So it's a it's training your body to use your abdominals to help use your rest of your body to move. Interesting. And it's something obviously that needs to be taught. This is a, a skill set. Absolutely. It's it's a really finite of or finite of different muscles that you uh, have to use during Pilates. So you can't just watch a video and do it. It's really understanding the core movements before you can layer on other exercises on top of that. And obviously, you're a product of the product, too. Like, you now totally believe in Pilates. And you talked about how it can be intertwined with your cardio Mm -hmm. and your strength training routines. How do you specifically use Pilates? And what are the benefits that you've seen since not only becoming an instructor, but implementing it into your own programming? Sure. I'm I'm a true believer that I wish I had Pilates when I was much younger. I'm a, a collegiate athlete as well as an avid runner and a weightlifter. And over the years, I'm, I'm not a spring chicken. And over the years, I, I have a lot of immobility issues, so to speak, that I've been able to work through and use Pilates to help me get into some of those other exercises that I want to get into. Excellent. And and you mentioned it. You're no spring chicken. You're, you're a collegiate <laughs> athlete. I, I won't be that guy, uh, including your boyfriend that asks you uh, how old you are, even though I know. But over the course of the time that you've been on this earth and, and obviously being a collegiate athlete all the way through, always having that interest in health and wellness, you know, you've you've gone through a lot of trial and error on yourself. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you've learned about yourself 
in your fitness journey from when back when you were in a, a college student to now? And like you said, that maybe you wish you would have known earlier or things that you've realized as you've gotten older. Sure. I am one of those people that I like to challenge myself. So every year I try and set a challenge for myself to um, to make myself better, stronger, um, something that I can relate to my clients. So I've done a lot of different things in the past where uh, I've done a figure competition, I've played roller derby, and I've ran a marathon and all those different kind of things where I've done them, but I'm able to talk to my clients and teach them how to do them as well. But I did not start doing Pilates until probably a couple years ago. And the movements and the flexibility that Pilates has given me, I wish I had it many years ago so I wouldn't have have some of the injuries that I incurred going through my my um, athletic life that I've been going through. And you talked about you did a, a figure competition, mm-hmm. right? And for those of you that are unaware, um, you've probably seen uh, competitors. They wear a, a bikini, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. And they're usually orange because they've tanned so much. <laughs> yep. So what was that learning experience like? Because I feel like there's so many people out there, people that you and I have both coached before and will continue to coach that are very body conscious. Sure. You know, you look at those individuals and you say they are the pinnacle of fitness going through that experience you said i think it was 18 months that you were training mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. competition you looked great how did you feel and how did that experience going through that sort of give you an insight to what maybe true health is sure um so being stage ready is not what you're going to look like for the rest of your life. So I, as Tyler had said, I trained for 18 months for a figure competition. And that's all I did. I lived and breathed whatever I put in my body, whatever exercise I did, whatever cardio I did was all driven for that one day to go on stage. And after 18 months, I don't think I was really stage ready. Yeah, I looked great. My body fat was low, but I felt like I felt horrible. It was um, a really grueling 18 months. I am a vegetarian. And so making sure I had the enough protein, um, making sure I was eating the right things to fuel my body and taking all the necessary supplements, I was probably the most sickest physically and mentally that I've been throughout my whole fitness career. And uh, I'm not saying that it was a bad thing that, you know, is something that I wanted to do and something I wanted to try. It's not for everyone, but it really didn't promote how I felt inside. It was more what I felt like or what I was looking like as a shell on the outside. And that's so much more than what we as individuals promote as personal trainers. We want you to make sure that you feel good inside as well as outside. And to that point, you know, you said an interesting thing there that the importance is not only to look good on the outside, but to feel good on the outside as well, right? Yeah. It's both of those things, mm-hmm. inside and outside mm-hmm. satisfaction. Now that you've gone through that experience, I'm sure that when you look in the mirror, you like what you see, right? We're always a, a, a critic. We're on our own worst critic, yeah. You're right, exactly. But did that experience help you to appreciate not only the amount of work that those people have to put in. And sure. if you are that person, that's yeah. that's fine, yeah. right? Yeah. But would you say that you have a better understanding or self-acceptance now of your current body? And have, you've, have you found a way to balance some of what you learned in, in that experience and the way you know you need to eat in order to feel good in order to create the body you want? 
Sure. I would say uh, for those people that do do figure competitions or bodybuilding competitions, it's like I said, it's not for everyone. And those people that do it, they, they're extremely dedicated in it. And my, hand, my hat goes off to them. I myself, I feel that I... I learned what strength training really was. Um, That's the one thing I will take out of this positively is that I never really lifted heavy as I did during that time. That's when I first started to lift really heavy. And that's the one thing that really shaped and molded my body. Um, And that's what I will forever take away from that experience is that weight training for women specifically is so beneficial and so dynamic. If you don't, if you want to change something about the way you look, you're not going to do it by running or elliptical or Zumba. It's going to be getting in there and putting in the work and lifting the heavy weights. So how that I agree with you 100%. And I think it's more important for it to come from a woman um, that, you know, has gone through the trial and error and has proven that it's true. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you see currently in uh, the world, you know, and the people that we interact with that are reasons why they fear or don't necessarily gravitate towards strength training? Sure. I would say our number one kickback uh, for people that are interested in hiring a coach is uh, I don't want to lift because I don't want to get bulky and I don't want to gain weight. And that's exactly the opposite of what will happen. You're not going to lift or you're not going to get bulky and you're not going to look bigger. You're actually going to look leaner and smaller, fat, a pound of fat takes up more space than one pound of muscle. So as you start to lift heavier weights, you're going to start to look leaner and toner and stronger. And a lot of women feel that, well, if I start to lift, my thighs are going to get big and, you know, my arms are going to look big. And, and I'm 5'2", and I'm when I was on stage, I was teeny, teeny, tiny. And I'm not much bigger than I was when I'm on stage. I think I'm only probably seven pounds heavier than I was on stage. But I look leaner and I look smaller because I'm more muscular. And healthier. Yeah, absolutely. And healthier, for sure. You had mentioned that um, you're a vegetarian. Yep. And interesting, and you can touch on this, that it wasn't necessarily by choice. Nope. But it tends to be the the craze these days yeah. is a plant-based diet. It's a trend. <laughs> a trend, exactly. Just like all those diets out there. So what is it about uh, – what was your journey – transitioning from a omnivore diet into a vegetarian diet and what are maybe some of the challenges that you came up against you'd mentioned it was a little bit more challenging during your competition Mm -hmm. or prepping for your competition but what were some of the transition pieces that you had to go through to learn how to eat that way Sure. I, I've been a vegetarian for almost 14 years now. And like you had said, it wasn't by choice. Um, I have an allergy to meat protein. So uh, when I eat anything that has animal protein, I, I get violently ill. So um, And that's something that the doctors really are still stunned by and they can't seem to understand it. But women have very sensitive digestive issues. And um, to understand what's going on with your body, uh, it's really beneficial to do some food journaling. So when I started to get really sick, I started to journal and I knew that peanut butter and chips and salsa were the two things that didn't make my stomach upset. So I started from there and I did um, made small changes. Um, going from eating meat to strictly not eating meat, it was, it was extremely difficult and it doesn't happen overnight. There are so many things out there to read and educate yourself on how to 
do a plant-based diet, a healthy plant-based diet. Like Oreos are vegan and they're one of the biggest biggest junk foods. So it doesn't mean you go out and eat Oreos until you're full because that's just silly. So um, really educating yourself on what plant-based means. And once I made that transition, I've never, I haven't felt... I felt so good once I did that. And to this day, I I feel amazing versus eating meat. Um, Now, I I don't know if I could go back to eat it because I've been away from it for 14 years and I'm a little afraid because it does make me really sick. But I do, um, I feel today that I'm I'm healthier for what I do put in my body. As I mentioned at the beginning, that I really feel that what you put in your body is either going to heal you or heal you or or hurt you. And um, being away from meat, uh, like he said, it's not a choice. But if I had a chance to go back to meat now, yeah, it would be a lot easier. But it also really makes me think of what I need to eat and how my meals need to be planned out. But it's a lot of education. It's not something you can flip a switch and do. And something where you'd want to coach somebody maybe that has gone through Mm -hmm. that transition uh, to help them out. Uh, Everybody always talks about with a vegetarian or vegan diet, the lack of protein in the diet. Um, What were some things that you did to make sure that you got enough protein in your diet? You'd already mentioned you have more muscle mass on your body frame right now than you did when you were in your competition, which you were heavily focused on counting your macronutrients, making sure you were getting those in. So what transition pieces, not only for those vegetarians and vegans that are out there right now, because we know protein is such an important Mm -hmm. macronutrient to make sure that they get it in. And is there a huge importance around protein. Absolutely. I mean, that's the number one question I get all the time is like, how how do you even eat? What do you eat? And there's thousands of things out there for vegetarian and vegans to eat. I do eat eggs, um, but I minimize that to two to three day eggs a day. And that's about my max there. Um, I do eat a little bit of dairy, sometimes some yogurt, um, sometimes some cheese, but that's not really in my diet every day. Um I do make sure that I do get protein at my first meal of the morning. Um, I do a vegan protein shake, and I might put that uh, protein powder in my coffee, which starts off the day. Everyone, every time I tell that to someone, they're like, oh, my God, that's a great idea. Because we're running so fast in the morning. If we can get some protein first thing in the morning, we're going to stay fuller, um, and we're going to get started off instead of having a very high sugary uh, food in the morning. Uh, but I do make sure that I eat protein throughout the day. And I'm more of a grazer than a sit-down-and-eater because I've got two children, and I run a household, and I'm you know running this business with Tyler. And so I'm extremely busy. So I I graze throughout the day, but I graze on things that have protein in it, as well as maybe a healthy carb or lots of fruits and veggies. Excellent. So it's not as hard as people think. It just takes a lot of planning and education. Yeah, it's it's a lot more planning, but I feel that your palate opens up to so many different avenues. And it's not thing like when I hire people, I don't sit there. You have to be vegan. You have to be vegetarian. It's if that's something you're interested in, then we can talk about it. But I never push someone into one way or the other. I just am here to educate. And just like training repeats model of of coaching, we don't throw the kitchen sink at you and say, swim the other direction against the tide. It's it's one thing at a time. Yeah, we do small changes at a time. I'm not going to tell you to go home, clean out your fridge and throw away all the meat that you have in your fridge and freezer. Of course not. I'm not going to do that. It might be let's start off with one meal, one meal a day. And then we might change out to maybe two meals a day or uh, three meals during the week. Just try three meatless meals 
meals throughout the week and see how you feel. And I want to know how you feel after those meatless meals. Sometimes if you don't plan it correctly, you won't be as full. So it's really take some planning and understanding of what protein you're putting in each meal and how you're complementing that with the rest of things that are on your plate. Excellent. So, I mean, Andrea, you're, you're very well versed. Um, and obviously what's good about it too, is that you've learned a lot of things about yourself and therefore have been able to help coach people along, mm-hmm. you know, more of a teammate than a coach mm-hmm. in the sense that you've walked that path mm-hmm. or many paths. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else for the listeners that they should know about you and, and where they can find you if they um, are interested in talking more about becoming vegetarian or eating vegetarian or possibly even, you know, getting into Pilates? Sure. Uh, getting into Pilates, it's a great complement to your program, as I mentioned before. And I offer two different kind of Pilates. I do a reformer Pilates for those of you that are in the area. I have a reformer, but I also do mat Pilates virtually. Uh, and that's a series of, of exercises that are done on your mat. And mat is the core basis of all Pilates movements. So once you understand the mat format, you can go ahead and go into a reformer Pilates format. Uh, if you feel that you are not getting a lot out of your workouts, I would definitely pursue some type of Pilates exercises. Um, You can find me on Instagram at asage, S-A-G-E-03007, or you can find me on Facebook at Andrea Comperta Sage. It's uh, Andrea and then Comperta, K-O-M-P-E-R-D-A and Sage, S-A-G-E. Excellent. Well, thanks so much, Andrea, for being on the show today. Can't wait to be working with you. Um, And guys, please reach out to her. Just a wealth of knowledge. And again, when you have uh, two brains uh, working on your case, uh, it's always a a better thing. So um, until next time, guys, enjoy your week. Hope you have a great one. And be kind, be humble, and work your ass off. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.